and you're live on Dead Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dead Radio. What's your main man, Banny is dead. Um, shout out Black Brick. Powered by the beautiful guys that play energy drink. Um, today we've got a special guest. You know we only deal with special guests. Um, she might not know this, but we don't um, like intro our guests. Everybody intro themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can literally tell us who they think they are. Um, so that I don't suck something out of my brain, you know, whatever. That's a so, lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't start, really enjoy like, talking about myself. Just, kumbaya, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, what she's gonna do, she's gonna literally introduce herself and then we're gonna basically just get into it. So, before I go, that's for me. That's for us and that's for you. Um, Hi. <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, it's not an interview. Gotcha. It's really just a conversation. Uh-huh. You really don't have to look at the cameras. Um, no, it's just different for Astro, you're here. That's basically what Bangy is. What a sad state of the thing. Imagine, I'm going to stop this one. Careful there, yes. You said so, it, I did so it. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually last. <laughs> um, it is what it is. You're gonna, it. Um, you're gonna introduce yourself. So, like, okay. Hi. You're, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, geez, I feel like I'm on as a jam Annie. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is. <laughs> So people call in and they tell you, well, you're talking rubbish. Right. Right now. <laughs> I think it's more challenging right. in that aspect because um, it forces you to frame your thoughts a little bit more before you air them and you put them out there because you will be challenged on your thoughts. Right. Um, and I think that radio is still one of the most powerful mediums, like, Across the world, and radio, i.e., podcasts, it's still, mm-hmm. it's still a powerful source and a powerful way to connect with people. 
or more than television. Yes, people see you. Um, but I think with radio, um, you speak to one person and you speak to them and, and that's why you won't have if you're a good radio host you won't be saying uh, to the listeners no that is like radio 101 you don't talk about this and this you talk to the listener because that is actually the foundation and the basics of radio you're right. talking to the person so, so someone should feel like you're talking to them one on one, like they're being like a mass thing. So they want to. Not a mass like, thing. No, it's not radio. Like focusing on it. If you're like I said, if you're good <laughs> radio person, you understand the fundamentals of radio, like old school radio. You that that's like for me. Um, if I hear someone say to the listeners, I'm you're already ready. changing. No. <laughs> no. I didn't know that. I want to that. I want to write that. No, I'm like no. I, I can't. I really can't take you seriously. Um. So I mean. Funny story about how I got into radio. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> before we get into that, I, I don't like cutting corners. Um, before we get into I want to talk about your background. Okay. Why? Um, your background obviously um, made you who you are today. Yeah. Um, that's like straight facts, you know what I mean? Like, come out of it from that. So, where did you grow up? Where did you school? Um, and we're just gonna talk about everything as, as it develops. Okay, she's. So I grew up in KZN originally. Right, okay. um, I did junior primary, senior primary in Pinetown. Okay. I did one year at Westwood Girls okay. High School, and then I moved to Joburg and I went to Sydney College, okay. which is based in Midrand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I went to Bits to go do my uh, undergrad and then my honors in politics and international relations. Um, so you yeah. decided in high school what you wanted to study. Like in university? Um, no, what I do know is that my parents, were, I, like I'd say I had the best parents here. My okay. parents have always said, have always said, believe in yourself. You know what you want to do. Um, and make sure that your aptitude matches your skills. And we always used to do those psychometric tests yep. at school yep. where it's like, you may have an aptitude for something, but you actually really suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and 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 I think I've always leaned towards certain things. The radio thing um, surprised them, um, but I think we live in a world, um, Bangi, where like we where we're not just one thing. We're not like our parents' generation, mm-hmm. where you're like a teacher for like twenty, thirty years, and then you know we're like even our our turnover. We stay in a place three to five years. Move on yes. to the next thing, move on to the next thing because the world is so intersectional right. now. Things are moving. Things are moving. Yeah. So you can be someone who studied IT but like actually go work on a farm and using your IT skills to put together programs for calendars right. and have to work on a farm. Like right. we and our, our world is so integrated. I don't think uh, especially for our generation that we think about things in Only a one thing specific. In, in, yes, right. in a in the in, in one way in a one-dimensional kind of mm-hmm. like um and monolithic fashion um so so that in that sense that's where i commend my parents because they've been, always been open-minded um they've always said it's your life you're gonna have to live with whatever you right. need to do right. um and they always encourage me to find my passion now that is such a tricky open-ended thing why is tricky. Your passion. Why do I lie? What is my passion? So in high school, what did you think you wanted to be? 
So, so I always wanted to to be a diplomat actually. Okay. Okay. Um, either I wanted to go into the arts, I actually wanted to be an actress. Okay. Or I wanted to be a diplomat, like. Why a diplomat? I mean, I know why I want to be a diplomat. I think. I think in that that's actually where I think I understood my love for politics. I always felt like diplomacy in any situation. You good. Um, you, you you can you. It's the art of the persuasion right. that, that comes with diplomacy that I think attracts me. Being able to actually say, if you find someone resolute in one idea or ideology, and through the art of persuasion, negotiation. Um, and and many other techniques and tools, you're able to change them and sway them, and that's how the world is the way the world right. is. So I've always just been curious about the way the world works. Um, like I was actually very strong in business studies, so I also thought at some stage I might take on commerce, or at some stage also I wanted to be a lawyer. Right. Um, and then I did law for a year in university. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's so slow. Like, <laughs> I'd only be a judge maybe in like 20 years, 15, 20 years. I'm like, nah. <laughs> this... you did it for a year. Hey, yeah. I did it for a year. I'm going back to it. Um, so I did economics, politics, law, and international relations as okay. my majors um, in first year. Um, and then second year, I focused on you know, human rights. Um, international relations and politics. Right. So, so I still stuck with it. I think I'd still go back and do law. Right. Um, just as a must-have. I think law is a good degree to have under your belt, actually. I, I think I agree because um, the one thing I've noticed because the last time, the last episode, we talked to an advocate. Um, uh-huh. The one thing I I caught on with him is that he was he was really good at debating. And not debating in the sense of <laughs> sucking stuff out of his style, but he would always debate with facts, and even if it was diverging to something that was just like corresponding with the argument or the debate that we had, and that's one thing that caught him. Like, so one thing that lawyers or law teaches people is how to debate, obviously. And I did debating in high school, and I was pretty good at it too. <laughs> <laughs> So this is why I go back to law. I think I, I love I like I'm saying I love I love being persuaded into right. a different that's also what law does and that's what also public speaking and debating does. You know, it's it's saying you come with your argument, I'll come with mine. And also being able to, to disagree healthily, right. which I don't think we're able to do much Today. lately with social media. I think yeah. like so you're wrong you're right we can never have always in black and white yeah there's 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 no nuance um in a lot of the debates that we have in this country i think um and 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 that's that's i think that's why i do what i do right so so i never ever thought i would be a journalist it wasn't even something i would crave like on tv and then craving i never was never no yeah, <laughs> like not even not even not even once in like in my primary school high school uh even varsity days did i think that i'd become a journalist i was super surprised uh, <laughs> when i saw you like well, well, but yeah. you have to give the context of how you know me firstly okay, was, and that's why you would be stupid surprised no like i said before we even started was that like you never bump into like a, a um a reporter that you know like there's never really like a point of reference 
to any reporter, like reporters look like people that are so out of touch with me, like they're out of reach, like the average human being. Oh, okay, I'm just saying we're out of touch. No, 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 like and, and it's actually one thing I was thinking about today, like as to why I would want to an episode that everyone that I went to high school with, they kind of went in the direction that we all knew they were going to. Oh, yeah? Like there's never there was never someone who had a job that shocked me, type thing. Oh really? Except yours. Like yours was just like is that what she knew she wanted to do all along? No. Or did it just happen? And that's why I was like, this is definitely something I'd like to have a conversation about and like even on a platform of this nature, yeah, just kind of see how it happened, what you did to get to that job, and etc. 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 You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I stumbled into journalism. Okay, cool. But you finished politics, you were studying politics at work, and international relations, and then you finished that, and then you went to radio. I'm assuming, yeah, so 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 that happened all in Boston, and how I stumbled into it. Vids Beer Garden 20. <laughs> 20. Beer Garden. Beer Garden. Oh, Vids Beer Garden. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. I stumbled into it. So, like, my friends and I were always. 2013 was my last year in varsity. And the year before, um, it was always this thing that, you know, I don't have proper hobbies like mm. my my father and his siblings and my mom as well. Like they grew up having proper siblings and, and hobbies. Right. Like my dad was like he did karate up to brown belt. Right. Couldn't get to black belt because he had an injury. But like you know, my grandfather played the piano. Like real people, hobbies. like real hobbies. Yeah. Like going out with your friends is not a real hobby, eh? Right. Like you know, in your CV, you write hobbies. Can't say like, going out for lunch. <laughs> like, what is your hobby? Like, we actually don't have hobbies. Like, what is it? Swimming or you know? So I always used to lament this with my friends. Like, you know, okay, I did do uh, public speaking and debating a bit in varsity, but then my schedule. Um, you know, just got crazy at some stage. So, so let's be a garden a year later after all this lamenting, whatever. My friends are like, hey, you always, um, you know, people are always telling me, telling you that you have a voice for radio. There's the the voice of this thingy, go. It's like, oh, okay, fine. Went up, I signed up, okay. uh, signed up, and I was like, yeah, but I'm not gonna be an entertainment person. I was like, no, it's just. It's, it's you need a hobby that's also not going to be too disruptive right. of your lifestyle and like who you are personality wise so i'm like ah i don't know if i'm gonna have that kind of energy every day right. for the music side of the radio station so i applied for news i was like let's see and then i got it in okay and then i did news um at Vowfem. met some really cool peeps like like Vowfem was really the start of my journalism uh, right. career, honestly, and and all because my friends did me like, if you say you've got a voice for it, go test. Let's see. Let's bro. see. <laughs> Just go test. You've been saying you don't have a hobby. That's crazy. This could be your hobby, and I was like, yeah, who knows? Started off reading like news bulletins. Were you nervous? Uh no, not really, actually. So you just got into like. Well, I mean, 
you 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 get inducted into it, so they have a really good program right. of how things would work, where they start you off, what they make you do, etc. etc. Um and as I was doing the radio and then you know fast forward to 2014, um I realized because I always used to um cry about how my the space that I was in and the conversations I was having was so elite and so like Exclusive. I was right. like, there's such important conversations. With your friends? About, no, like I'm talking about like in, in, you know, in honors you, like there's like 15 of you in our class. Right. Um, and we're having such important conversations about the transformation of this country. Right. And boom, 2015, this is my school. Um, so we're talking about uh, transformation, race, race relations, um, the politics of memory. Right. Um, all of that. And, and I always feel like, man, I wish. I wish this could be on a larger scale right. with many other ideas, you know. Right, right. Um, and that's what radio became for me, where you're like, that's the platform. Like, I had an hour moment, this is the platform, you right. know, where it's like, let's have conversations, not just 15 people in the classroom because your parents happen to be able to afford school fees in university, mm -hmm. or maybe you were fortunate enough to, to get a bursary. Um, I was on a bursary at the time as well. Um, but actually, this is, this is a conversation that affects yeah, all of us. Right, it right. affects all of us. Um, you know, transformation still bedevils this country. Um, let me out, 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 let me out. They killing us, they killing us, they killing us. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe no more. I can't breathe no more. Don't limit us, don't limit us, don't limit us. Yeah. Open your mind, open your mind, cut. Open your eyes, open your mind, shut. Open your mind, yeah, broaden your mind. Free your mind, free your mind, cut, speak your mind, open your mind, up, open your mind, man, open your mind, yeah. Is it God and the people or the church that you service? Don't live by the Bible, but rehearse all the verses. If money bought pain, how much hurt could you purchase? Not enough people are in search of their purpose. You're not a clown if you birthed at a circus. Are birds on earth when they perched on the surface? The curse is even nurses see a hearse kid. Remember that diamonds really lurk where the dirt is. I can't breathe with your knee on my neck. Know that black lives matter, we in need of respect Only get credit when they really wanna see us in debt You're not a leader, the only place you lead us is death The type to dance with the devil, get the reaper to stab I'm God body, but this is just me in the flesh Six feet underneath is really not as deep as it gets Breathing in the see the refit releases the stress We need new Steve Bicos, plead free the people Repo the ones who gon' leave when the breeze blow Please bro, we don't know as much as the trees know Remember that you always hear less when you speak more In the cracks of the concrete where the weeds grow If you don't plant them you won't know where your seeds flow And in the reeds to the crocs you just meet yo Be wary of the snakes where your knees go Please Let me out, 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 let me out They killing us, they killing us, they killing us 
I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe no more. I can't breathe no more. Don't limit us. Don't limit us. Don't limit us. Yeah. Open your mind, open your mind, cut. Open your eyes, open your mind, shut. Open your mind, yeah, broaden your mind. Free your mind, free your mind, cut. Speak your mind, open your mind, up. Open your mind, man, open your mind. Mecca, yeah. Black bones, black skin, flat nose, fat lips, that hoe, that bitch. Uh, I've heard it all, I'm learning hard, averting the verdict. I'm turning corners, hunted, I'm hurting, lost. I'm running to burning borders, Murphy's Law. It's murder, I'm calling for mercy, Lord. They'll bury us all, truer than serpents lurking in gardens. Deuteronomy taught me, don't shoot at the marksman. The fury of God doing it sooner than karma. Until then, I'm going no man, the land of no man, another locale. I never go back, I'm running so fast, the world is pro. To give you no dance before I go mad Before they know that, before they go at My black bones, black skin, flat nose, fat lips Not for my soul and my black bones Black skin, flat nose, fat lips yeah. Mecca And you're live on Dead Radio. In fact, you know, the conversation we're having, I would even say, to a certain extent, we predicted Fizma's score. We predicted the way things escalated. Um, so by the time it happened, we weren't shocked. Maybe what I was shocked about was the extent to which... How far away. Yeah, yeah, how far yeah. away. You can't predict that. But the fact that um, these issues were boiling under, these were discussions we had been having actually you know and that's the thing it is quite elitist 15 people in a classroom talking about the policies of this country talking about the the makeup of the state important conversations that young people need to be having across the board understanding just how things work um so that's what radio did for me yeah so you were able to do that like not necessarily in a large scale but you are able to share your opinions and your thoughts to more than just 15 people in a nutshell? Well, I mean, at Garfim, I wasn't really doing opinions. I mean, there I was just writing bulletins. And, right. But I was able to, at some stage, yes, then um, I, I formed part of a current official, which won an MTN uh, radio award, okay. which, which also was a good stamp of approval of in 2014 to say, oh, actually, okay, then I can do this radio thing. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. it well. Um, so I was a co-host of uh, uh, one of the, the current official mm-hmm. uh, at Vow FM and that's where I suppose they were able to talk about the issues and that's when I was able to bring in what sometimes you know what we were discussing in the class right. Um, right. To, 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 the, to, to the show and sometimes you're not in the bulletins but in the conversations I have with the radio host um you know about a particular story right it was always it was always excuse me somewhat linked to the politics of the country and you know intergenerational trauma that you know um the youth of this country may be experiencing Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. that is also you know one of the undercurrents of you know the fees must fall movement amongst many other issues so 
Yeah, I think I had an ah moment. Where like actually this. This one I can do. Yeah, because I was so passionate about like this. We so can't have be, we, we we can't just be having these conversations in the classroom alone. Right. And the level of debate and the issues we were debating were critical. But I just always thought like, but now. How how do we make sure that this gets out there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lawrence, um, because we want to drive the agenda, but whose agenda is it anyway? Yeah, and who's fucking these conversations? Whose agenda is 100%. it anyway? Yeah. Right, so how long are we there? At Valfam. Yeah, Valfam. So, okay, and then at Valfam, they had a relationship with Eyewitness News where they basically, they that is their... Um, what is it? Uh, was it feeling ground? Well, that's where they poached. Oh talent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. So, so 2013 I got in. 2014 I was still at Valfam. Mm-hmm. And 2014 I'm concluding my honors degree, and I'm like, I'm actually so young. I don't want to go straight into my masters. Right. Um. By the way, in my mind, I'm still going the UN route. <laughs> Yeah. So you wanted to go. I was still going the UN yeah. diplomacy route. So that was. So I was still, insane. I was still, I was still there. Right. Um. But then, in 2014, I'm 21. Okay. So I'm like, I'm done with my honors, but I don't want to be a 22 year old, 23 year old who's overqualified. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, oh. why not? No, because in South Africa, the the the, the labor market is very difficult. Right. It will be difficult to get a job. Okay. So, okay. Okay. In fact, if I get a job, I'm I'm a master's graduate, but I'm getting paid nonsense. Like you, the level of your qualifications in South Africa is sometimes not con- No, it's not considered. It doesn't matter about age. So what's what's mainly considered? It's, it's experience, and it's, and that's always the debate. That's always in the news. How do you expect someone who's just come out positive to have work experience? You're saying, oh, you want someone. With three years experience, right. and you're like, but I they just, just came, came out. They just came out of us. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. So, so our labor market is just it's, it's disjointed mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the realities it's of, of yeah, of the realities of, of actually like young people in this country. Um, so, nevertheless, so and then I start planning ahead. So that's that's another thing. If you want to be successful in your career and in life, was always planning at the beginning of 2014. In fact, at the end of 2013, going into 2014, I was already thinking about what I'm going to do after my honors. Especially because I found that like people don't take social sciences seriously in South right. Africa. Right. Um, so even funding for your, 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 your schooling is difficult. They'll always pay for law. They'll always pay for accounting, for accounting and engineering. And then fees must fall happen. And then, and then, who are you calling? Yeah. The social scientist. You're calling the political analyst. You're calling, you know, the psychoanalyst. That kind of doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. To come and analyze what is happening in the country. But it doesn't make sense. You don't fund these people. The level of funding for social sciences students is like appalling. Wow. Um, you know, in South Africa. So I think it's not in such a country that's so political. I feel like Yeah, I you understand. I don't even focus How are so many psychologists how are so many psychologists in this country unemployed when I mean so I mean, much really. is happening in yeah. life? For an example. So so um 
I already knew that I was alive to that reality because I even me getting a scholarship was like it was such a difficult thing just mm-hmm. for my degree. Um, sort of like I have to say I'm gonna do BA law and then and then change like halfway or you know you have to you have to find a way to make it sexy for right. those who will be paying for 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 your tuition. Um, so so I knew that so I knew I had to start planning ahead. Um, and so 2013 going to 2014, then I found out that Rafael has a relationship with Agatus News. Which broadcasts on 702, Cape Talk, um, 947, and KFM. Right. So then I'm like, okay, let me just apply for an internship. It was meant to be my gap year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was supposed to be my gap year. Yeah. And then I was going to go back and do my master's, like after a year uh-huh. or two. Um, because I always also believed in. And having more than one skill like like okay. i'm saying it goes back to even the hobbies thing like you just need to be a cultured well-rounded human being like right. it's just the kind of like family that i come from you know it just you can't just be about books or you can't just be about your arts like you right. need to you need to be a well-rounded human being who, who, who is multifaceted and Who's, who sometimes got skills like some people just have skills you may not use them every day but Hey, right. I just have it. Like, hey, I happen to be able to play grade four piano. I mean, I could use that skill every day. But it's still, it's still a skill to have. Nevertheless, it makes right. you more culture, it makes you more exposed to things. Um, and yeah, so, so then yeah, I, there was an internship the relationship between Bafem and EW. It was meant to be my gap year, and then, and then you got the internship. I got the internship, and yep. then I never left. <laughs> What do you mean you never left? <laughs> so there was no gap here. There was no gap here. You basically got a permanent job. I got a permanent job. <laughs> Two months into it, my boss then happened to be my boss now. Okay, he a boss. She was like, I want to like hire you immediately because the agreement was what? that Crazy. the agreement was that I work half. Um, I work half and half. So I work at Bauerfen. Yeah. And then I also work at EW, and that's twenty fifteen. Right. And then. I did try and leave, and then many people convinced me, like, no, there's no need for you to leave. You're born for this. Maybe like, you're born for this. You're meant to do this. That's crazy. And then my plans just, yeah, 2015, 2015, and and Yeah, so, but, but, but part of why I, I moved so quickly, Balfame gave me a solid foundation. By the time I got to commercial radio, I knew how to read, I knew how to write the news, I bulletins, I knew how to cut them. Like I got to EWM and it wasn't like much in terms of the technical skills. Right. So 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 I always take take my career back all the way to 2013. That's where it started. Didn't start when I joined EWM. It started when I joined Balfame where I got intensive training. Right. You know, how do you find stories? How do you source them? What are the fundamentals? So would you find the stories yourself? Yeah, we would. Oh. Um, sometimes we, we'd also pick up on what um, other publications are running with. Right, and just dig more. Yeah, I mean, you know, at a campus radio level, you're also resource stretched. But like we were pushed, eh? We were really, really pushed um, um, quite hard. But I also, what I actually enjoyed also about journalism 
which I always found difficult about my degree, mm -hmm. was that I loved what I was doing. I really, really loved what I was doing. But I didn't see myself sitting behind the desk as a researcher. I was like, it's not my personality. <laughs> like, I like to see people. I want to talk to people. Like, right. Um, you ask questions. And ask questions. Like, I don't want to just be general, ethical. So you told them specifically that you want to be a field... Um, no, 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 no. That's, so field reporting, yes, that's what I signed up for when I signed up at Graphene. But what I'm saying is that in terms of the career path that I thought I really wanted, um, which is UN diplomacy, um, a lot of it had to do with like research and sitting and reading and sitting behind the desk and whatever. Research is very important. Right. And I think that's also helps me be good at what I do because right. I actually have the, the research background mm -hmm. uh, because research also helps you ask the right questions and, and, find, and how to source information which is also a lot of what you do as a journalist you right. source information right. so can you see that it's that intersectional thing yeah, where it's where it, 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 yeah 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 so sourcing information when do you know that the information is um credible and legitimate um who to speak to, etc. So you, we do a lot of that in like the research world. It's just obviously there's just a whole lot more digging and questioning. I mean the research world. So okay. I I I just found like I didn't want to sit here there. So journalism was great because right. I was out there, man. I was you out there. Every day. Something new every day because I hate routine. Yeah. I also hate. I course, hate. It's not you. I don't. I think it's I our hate. generation. I think a lot of people <laughs> in our generation hate routine. But to a certain degree, someone's got to do it. Yeah, um, so I, I want to... Monotony is not my vibe at right, all. Right, right. So, journalism does that for me. Throws you into things that you never thought you'd be thrown into. And have you ever done a story that you didn't want to do? Oh. Or post? Oh, there are many stories that, that um, you do that you don't want to do. And how do you handle that? Do you just do it because it's a job? Like, how do you no, separate no. Well, well, the thing is, the first thing is that it's not about you. Okay. As a journalist, you're in many ways a service provider. Okay. That's why sometimes, like, I find it uncomfortable talking about myself because you're not supposed to be the story. Right. You're meant to tell the story. That's why you're a medium. You're the media. Medium, mm. media. Things come, they pass through you, they so go somewhere. So you're the middle man. I'm the middle man. So the middle man never shines anywhere. Right. There's no middle man that should ever be the one now taking charge and, and, and these two. Are, that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. Right. Because there's a story. The viewer or the listener or the reader is the most important person. They are your clients, if I could put it that way. So when you're faced with a story that you don't want to do, you need to think about the disservice that you are doing to your client. And many other people. And many right. other people, you need to think about the disservice that you may be doing even to the country. Right. Um, by not right. highlighting a certain plight or a certain story. So that's how I've always approached it. Of course, we're people, we're right. humans. And what I like about what's happening now in our industry is that we're talking a lot about the mental health of journalists because we're always like, we act like we're made of steel and like, yeah, it's not about me and I can do this, like, and I've got this and, you know, and we come across some very harsh situations. Um, I remember doing a story some years ago, I think 
the, 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 I was actually taking over, following up from a colleague's story about some horror house where children were being raped perpetually and whatever, whatever, and uh, by their stepfather, and they were living in a basement, if I remember correctly. Oh, I remember and and I had to go cover. Um, it wasn't my story, but it was my colleague's story, and that's when I came back to the office. I was like, yeah, no, I don't think I have the the, the strength for 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 uh, child abuse uh, uh, stories of rape stories, but we have to do it. Right. <laughs> that also forms part of the policies of a country, by the way. Gender-based violence in this country 100%. is very political. So, but I'm just saying, like, why would you say political? I'm just, I'm just curious. Because of the lack of action that is taking place right. and that the right. situation. Right. Right. If you look at the statistics as far back as like 1997, 1998, already, I think there's a speech that I once read about um, by Nelson Mandela, where mm-hmm. he um he was in parliament and he was really warning about him about the alarming rate of gender-based violence that was then and the alarming rate then is it's it's like a walk in the park compared to the statistics now right so it's a lot of a lot of um you know how to deal with gender-based violence is political because it needs a political world you need to fund uh, centers and shelters where women can go. You need to fund, um, you know, uh, campaigns in a sensible manner, not right. give lip service. You in need to ensure. Yeah. You need to ensure that institutions like the Center for Gender Equality are actually left alone to do their jobs without political influence. Right. We're just putting employees of an ex-political party there. Um, to just maintain your own political interest as an organization. But what about the country? What about the women who are suffering? So it's political. It's very political. There are institutions that are there that at some stage were functioning, but then they become paralyzed because of political influence. Or we find um, as a way to punish an organization, if for instance, they call out a, a politician or someone who's a funder, yeah, they the then, then they cut the funders. Right. They cut the funding. But they don't think about the large you understand? thing that's going to happen when they do that. Right, there's, right, there's, right, there's, right. There's, for me, if if you look at, like I'm saying, the statistics in the 90s and now, you ask yourself, what was happening all this time? Nothing. What was being done or not being done? You get me? Yeah. Um. So yeah, anyway, I came back from that story and I was like, Oh hell no! Like, I was like, I'm quite sure I don't want to do this anymore. But you have to. You, most people who have like a specific beat, and when you say beat in the usual means like you like me, I'm a politics reporter, whatever. You have a particular beat. I mean, do business or this. You you would have come from general reporting. You so like the beat is a specific topic. That you yeah, it's like a specific kind of like your niche. Okay. Um, okay. so to speak, you know, either you do legal reporting or political reporting. So what would they be like? They'll be like, see, yeah, there's something happening there. That's your beat. Well, no, I, 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 so, I sort of, no, I sort of stepped into my beat, if, if that's a way to put it. Okay. Like I never. I also didn't plan to be a politics reporter, but I found myself gravitating towards that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you transitioned from radio to TV. I'm assuming. Um, what, what are the challenges that happen when you get into that? Obviously, 
this is completely different now. Um, yeah. You can't just go to the studio and sit pads. Hell no. No, but you know the nice thing about that is museum gives has given us a lot of support. We have wardrobe department, we have a makeup department. Like we we and you know that's I think that's the beauty of um starting my TV career with a startup channel. Right. Because Newsroom Africa only started in 2019, right. launched in 2019. Mm-hmm. So the culture, the way we do things, like we are part of the reason why it's like that. We form part of that. I form part of of living so our provisions right, of the founders right, right, of the organization. Right. You know? Um and 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 yeah because the beauty of something new as challenging as it might be it also gives a great opportunity to do things the way you want you don't walk into an institution where they say ah we don't do things like that ah, so there's room to experiment right. there's, a new blueprint. you yeah. can create a new blueprint you can create a new culture a new way of doing things in comparison or differently i should say right. to what was previously done right um so the transition was difficult but but not so much. So interestingly, when I started Newsroom Africa, I was the bureau chief for KZN. Okay. Uh, which is basically like you're like the regional manager. In which sense? For, like in that sense. Regional like, manager of the new of Newsroom Africa. Yeah. So I was the head of right. I was the head of the 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 KZN region. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. That sounds like a serious job. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, it was very serious. Um, <laughs> but the reason why I'm telling you is because it helped me, it helped me get into um, understanding TV very quickly. The technical side, the this, right, the that. Because right, right, it's a startup, so I knew a lot about the KZN region. It was also like my beat for like three years. Okay. But now television, how do you tell stories visually? I knew how to play with sound, I played with radio, like I did podcast, I like but now it's visual. Yeah. Um so it's a different way of telling stories. But I think the transition was fine. Um because if you're a storyteller, you're a storyteller. Hundred percent. Um it's just a matter about learning new techniques maybe and Okay, so on TV you do it like this or like that, but in terms of the fundamentals, you sort of like you know have that unlock. Right. Yeah. So then you become a senior reporter um, at Newsroom Africa. I actually really followed the story of how it came to what it was because they took over a double N seven. seven, yeah. Uh, even the, the the channel and the A double N seven had this whole. Um, I had like bad press if I can keep it average because <laughs> they were so called old by the Buddha, the Mads, for a specific narrative. I'm sure you've watched this film on Showmax, um, How to Buy a Country, I don't know what they're calling it. I'm sure you've watched it. I haven't actually watched that. You should, it's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> As a reporter, you should. Especially politically, it's quite interesting, but I don't like it because it's a bit too biased. I think it's biased. 
I'm watching um, how well I just finished how to become a tyrant. Did I enjoy that? I didn't enjoy because I felt like it was bad as well. Like I watched it like halfway. It, do, it does take a as a as a pol- political sense to those very westernized. Very, like they focus on specific people way too much than the others. That's one thing that I caught on like in the first few episodes of that's when I was just like, I don't like watching political things that are too biased because I always feel like they're pushing a narrative. Um, they're pushing a narrative for us to see that specific person in this way. Uh-huh. And I don't like that. I don't like okay. when... when um, At what point do you feel uncomfortable and feel like a narrative is being pushed? It's too much of one thing. And it's just too much of it. I'm just curious, uh, yeah, as someone like, who's on the other side. Look, I can make an example. I could make a perfect example. It's literally what I said in the last episode. Like, um, how respectfully, seeing that you work for um, a publication, um, during the Zuma term, right? I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but during the Zuma term mm-hmm. and the um, current president's term, it because I paid att- attention to publication and the stories and the headlines, I could easily see the transition and to see that, okay, there's a specific propaganda or narrative that was pushed then that isn't pushed now. Right. Um, everything on the news, if you're keeping it, if you're being quite honest, like every single thing, like there's no change to Zuma. Um, people are striking the road to Zuma. Um, the sun went down. Oh, Zuma. <laughs> Like, so what did you want to hear more of? What they're doing now. Like now they, they're putting specific people that are supposed to be manning those uh, those occupations or those or those jobs. They holding them accountable. Um, we're hearing about your course backers, if that's the right name, the guy that the CEO of Escom. Andrea Dorito. Yeah, that guy. He <laughs> was coming up quite a lot as of late. Um, um, you're hearing your performance, you're hearing like a lot of people. Whereas in the Zuma term, there's one thing. So now my question is, what narrative was being pushed then that isn't being pushed now? Because now you barely hear the president's name. Even with everything that's happening with COVID, with the looting of the PPE funds, you barely hear the president's name. Whereas if you're being quite honest, yeah. about in Zuma's term, the PPE looting, they're not going to blame Zuma. <laughs> <laughs> they blame him for everything. I mean, your question is, is very... Uh, loaded. I'm, 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 I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm getting what you're asking. No, so what I'm, it's actually not asking a question. What I think I'm, you're making a statement. I'm making you're, a statement, actually, but I'm building up some questions. So, okay. for you guys, or for you as a news reporter, when you look at other publications, that could you point out when there is a narrative being pushed? Because obviously, you have a Sina eye or a Sina ear to. Um, finger point some of these moments where you're like, okay, that's not necessarily how you should speak about something like, do you know? No, I mean, the thing is, that's like a bit too biased. Look, I think there's a sort of, and I, I don't, I, I think it's safe to say that I speak for most of us. Yes, we see what other publications do, but you don't throw stones from your glass house. Okay. That's the thing, right? Yes, it is. Um, In the sense that every newsroom has its own editorial policies, every newsroom has its own stylistic um, way of telling stories, every newsroom um, also has space to make mistakes. Right. 
But you guys, I haven't heard of a mistake from you guys so far. Um, no, mistakes are not good because they affect your credibility. Of course, but, but, we're, but it's human beings working at the end of the day. Of course, and it's human beings who come from certain backgrounds, who have different beliefs, who have different um, ways of seeing the world. Right. Um, so I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> I don't want to get drawn into the narrative thing. And,
They also did a report about brown envelope reporters, people who were allegedly getting money mm-hmm. um, from newsmakers to tell stories in a certain way. So mm-hmm. we've also gone through difficult times in the industry. Um, and and I do and I do and from what I sense from what she was saying is that there is a trust deficit mm-hmm. from from people who read on and, and, and consume the news right. because of the mistakes or the deliberate pushing of narratives or the mm-hmm. deliberate manner in which people have used the journalism profession to push political agendas. Yes. Um so 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 the trust deficit I can't I can't secure and pretend that I, that I know that it exists. Um, but I think for the most part, this country has journalists who, who care about this country deeply, who care about seeing this country progress um, and actually live up to its democratic principles and values. But understanding though that you know, the media space is a powerful platform. It's a, it's a powerful space Very to powerful. be with influences people. Mm. Um, so naturally, there would be opportunists of course. And, and people who would want to use the platforms or publications, as you put it, that exist to push uh, narratives or this or that. Could you um, direct influence? Yeah so, yeah, so 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 in that aspect, um, there are many factors. Um, that, 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 that needs to be considered. I mean, that's why we're called the fourth estate. We're the extension of, of the state in many ways. So, so it's a very powerful position to be in, but it comes with a lot of responsibilities. But you know what the positive is? Yes. Is, is the fact that like young people, for me, I said young people care about the news now. Like, yeah. More than I think they used to before. They 100%. care and they, and they question what is being said to them, how it's being said to them, why that headlines are to like the, the framing of things. That is so important. Right. That shows that shows a country that cares, that shows a citizens citizenry that actually gives a damn. Yeah. So the fact that you are saying this is the way you see it during the Zuma area now and how the media is doing things, that is more than okay. It's actually brilliant because it means people are paying attention, people are alert, people are taking an active participation in the country they live in, in the democracy that they live in, and they want to see it work. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I often see on social media, people sometimes taking on publications, even, you know, the photo they use with the matching of the headline, etc., yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I'm saying, sometimes, at the end of the day, we're humans, and it, People come from different backgrounds, and right. so I mean, you know, you know, in some newsrooms, there's been a lot of emphasis, for example, on diversity training as well. Okay. Um, you know, what do you do with someone who's grown up in a particular background and has never been exposed to a bank who comes from a different particular background? Yeah. How do these two people work to be, yeah. How do they relate to each other? How do they, you know, these two people? can approach a story in a very different way just by virtue of the background that they come from. So that's where diversity training comes and that's where the strength of your editorial policies and the people who are meant to be meant to be filtering content come in. Um, That's why you find a lot of the times, um, you know, within the space people talk about how 
there's just been a juniorization of the newsroom or maybe there, there isn't enough institutional memory because there was a stage where, you know, the oldies were like, oh, you're not digitizing uh, quickly enough, or you're not moving with the pace of things. But right. these are the people who who would have, like, who will know what happened way before. I mean, that's all part of, like, the content generation. Um, also, what diversity training also does is, is it also helps you question your own biases. We all have biases. 100%. Um, you do, I do. We all do. We all do. <laughs> and and it's managing your own bias versus what you actually need to do. And that's why I always say the basics is ensuring that it's not about you, it's about the community or the client that right. you're going to be servicing. Once you take that disposition, I think everything becomes easier. Um, what then becomes difficult then is what exactly it's, it's not to say what exactly does your audience want per se but what will make it interesting for your audience right um and and that's where sometimes then some people get caught up in sensationalism and and all of that where it's like if you just tell the story and tell the story in a really good way <laughs> i promise you i promise you people will sit up and listen to what you have to say don't have to be dramatic. You don't, don't have to. Be you don't have to shady. add spice and or be shady or or, or whatever right. or be personal um, about or with the use makers that you're interacting with. Right. And, 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 and have there been at any point where the news report kind of get into your personal life, where you bump into someone and they let's say you report a specific story and someone now wants to threaten your life while you're saying yeah that happens quite a lot i mean <laughs> not threatening your life but i mean like i said it's like uh, the media space is, is, is an ideation so space right and people are always a, it's like a jostling for ideas and space for ideas and perspectives and mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. and 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 um so so yeah i mean Newsmakers will always try and influence you one way or the other. Right. That's where you go back to the facts. Right. Go back to journalism. Who, what, when, where, how, why. Right. Um, you go back to the client that you serve. You go back to looking at this person. Are they trying to push an agenda? And if there is an agenda, what agenda is it? And whose agenda is it serving? Um, like, like there's a lot of things it's that you awesome. like. You have to balance up a lot of things. Right. and filter a lot of things um i mean i remember when i was in kzn i stayed there for about three years mm-hmm. a bit of radio a bit of tv um i used to do a lot of stories on political killings at the height of I remember that. <laughs> kind of I, I saw some documentary and you're like, uh, it's actually a documentary. That's and I'll just yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually pretty shocked to see on that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, mean, I, yeah, balls, I, I had to go deep in the underbelly, like like I'm talking Gaddis and, 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 you know. Um, and, you know, funnily enough, like, Sometimes, like with this job, you do one thing and they lead you to the next, and lead you to the next, and before you know it, you're like deep. Yeah, it's like, like you're just like yeah, what it's like you're just deep in it. Like I never thought you I'd probably be probably like invested, like yo, what's actually really going on? Yeah, because like that's the thing. Like you get curious, and then you're like, 
puzzle and like I love puzzles. So you're like, and then and then can you put me in touch with this and this and this person? And then before you know it, and then someone says, and you consider this and this, then you start investigating, and then before you know it, you're like, you need deep. Yeah, you need uh-huh. deep in it, and you're like, well, now I need to bring it all and back you together. To, right. You know? Right. Um so I'm going back to this thing about threats or whatever. You see, it also got to a point where you needed to understand when you're being threatened and how you're being threatened. And that's why you need to be guarded about where you are, your environment. You need to understand your environment very well. Right. I remember um, it was a time when Sidi Somakaka, former NCUP leader, was shot. And I can't remember, I think it was uh, it was during his funeral. Sorry to interrupt. Is this the same guy that went missing? No. And they found it is another one. I watched something on Instagram and there was a AC something that's. No, no, no. He, he was shot and then he eventually died in the hospital. Okay. And then there were circumstances. Well, under circumstances that are disputed, can we put it like that? Okay. So, anyway, to go to, to make the example about environment. I remember um, I was there for the memorial service, yes. Because Pino Malula and others, they were there to speak. So, uh, knowing that sometimes bodyguards in KZN double up as hitmen. Um, so, uh, someone says, asked me, oh, uh, are you going to be sleeping here? And I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, um, I'm booked not far away from here. Uh, and this person says, yeah, I think you should just go home today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think it would be better if you just sleep in your own bed today. I'm like, yeah. <coughs> and I was like, what? Sorry, what? Then I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, not to say that there's a hit on my life, but you were just like, life, like yo, you, I home. think, I just think yeah. it would be better for, you to, go home, for you to go home and sleep in your own bed, because you know what I mean? I'm like, casual, and I, I, I mean, I didn't even, I was not thinking about this question. Like, this it's like, yeah, oh, and I'm like, yes, yeah. oh, uh, express. But you are okay, yeah. The woman of our type that we have now, Gihamangeto, kiss me, Travella, and then generally, and then the mother type, Campaman, or Mangola, Joe, for you, like a work on the hour. In there, but I'm Jay. But I'm Jay, finally, Jay. Gonna do it, and often Jokla and Betty Mark on a clutch. <laughs> then you catch a lady like I think, oh, damn. I, I, think, think that, like, I think this person wants something. I don't know why they told me that I need to sleep in my own bed, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't sleep in that accommodation. And 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 I mean, so why did, did you choose to go somewhere else? No, I drove back home. home. <laughs> you actually went home. Yes, I drove back home. Okay. I wrapped it up and I went back home. So you listen up to that home. You're like, okay, cool. Look, that's, and, that's but that's, that's understanding your environment, the people you're speaking to, who's who in the zoo. Yeah. And when it's a polite one, so he's not saying, Sisi, you know, isn't just a show. He's just like, yeah, babes, it's just in. That's crazy. You win, eh? <laughs> that's really so, nice. but that's understanding the people you speak to, Gutiano, it's a. Uh, 
gentle warning, eh? right. take it or leave it. But that's up to you. And and I mean, because I've been in the underbelly, I knew the that's language and you. how these people speak and, and how, how they, they drop hints and how they, you know, they never direct. Yeah. It's never direct. And I always say to people, I mean, it's a bit of a sadistic joke, but I always say to people, you know, one thing I found about Gabby's and Kayser, they finish off the job, eh? Yeah. They're not like, those one, they're not like the one in the Western Cape where they'll shoot you and you lift to the tail. If there's a mark on your back, they'll even finish you off in hospital. 100%. Um, so I got into the underbelly that deep. That's what I'm saying. That day I was like, oh, Oh, oh. I need a boost on the pin there. Let's take we I'll go back. <laughs> so I'm assuming your judgment and character is pretty good at this point in time. I mean No, it depends. I mean uh, you can't put me in Afghanistan and say my I mean of course. So so yes you do have like your uh what you call it, you do have your basic tools. Of course, of course. Um for, for certain things. But every story is different and research really, really helps. Um, you know, by the way, I didn't even told my editors that thing. I was like, I'm just not going to sleep at that place they put me in and I'm going to go home. <laughs> Did you drive back the next day? No, I drove back the same day. Oh, okay. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So now, <laughs> I'm assuming you're like very comfortable with your job. I mean, I don't want to call it a job. Can I say a passion? Because you're really into yeah, it. Yeah. Like you really I also call it. A, I also really call it a passion. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we go, we've got something called Inspiration 101. Uh-huh. It's basically what you tell people uh, your mantras in a nutshell. Like, you I have right so there. many for so many different things. So, so you need to be specific. No, so much your life mantras. Like my life yourself, mantras. You've 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 lived to a point where you're doing what you didn't think you'd be doing. Yeah. But you found it as your passion. Um, I'm sure you've had some challenges throughout yeah. the way. Um, yeah. That and there's certain things you told yourself that kept you moving. Mm-hmm. So what are those things? Always it be yourself. It doesn't have to be that deep. Okay, I have a fundamental principle: always be yourself. Um, and when I say always be yourself, or say stay true to yourself, I know like everyone likes to say that, but yeah. I feel mean, like, especially in the job that I do, never lose the core values um, that you were brought up with. Right. Because once you lose that, you lose yourself, and then you lose everything. I think. Um, also, I believe in having a really good work ethic. Right. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you've got a pathetic work ethic, you'll go nowhere. Right. And people were like, you know, likes to work with the lazy bugger. Like, you're everybody's love. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. I spoke with that guy again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I like, have to do all the work. Hey, hey. <laughs> Yo, and that's why I hate group work generally. Because <laughs> of the bangies of the oh, world. Gosh. Like, everything's so tired. You know? Um. What's kept me going? Um, I think also having a good support system has helped me a lot. Family and friends, like, and keep that core. Right. Keep that core. Like, be loyal to your people. Take care of your people. They'll take care of you back. Hundred um, percent. Always and and 
And that's why I've got like friends all the way like from primary school, right. like high school, varsity, because um, circumstances change, people change, people go. But if, like I'm saying, if you stick to your core values and principles, you, you I've always been the same, you know, like right. I, I may not have always thought I was going to be a journalist, but I'm still the same person, um, you know. Um, and yeah, what else keeps me going? I think... I think being open-minded and allowing the universe to take you at once you has helped me a lot. Of course. So if I had been rigid, I may have gone into the UN and I may have done my masters and got it, but hated it. Right. But I allowed the universe to take me where it wants to. And never said, oh, "Okay, I'm done with my internship. I'm going back." I just went for it. I was like, right. "Let's see how far this can take me. Let's see how far." Basically, actually, that's a very fundamental thing that I do. Like, I follow my intuition through and through. Like, and this is why people sometimes don't believe me when I say I didn't plan my career. Right. Um, it's it's just always maintaining a high work ethic and paying attention to detail and just wanting to be the best um, at what you do. Not in a not because it's in comparison to others. But because it's the best that you could do, right? That's what catapults me to the next step and the next step. You know, I have a so podcast. So next thing I'm on Al Jazeera. Next thing I'm beauty because I'm always just pushing to be the best version of myself. Right. It's a very corny line, but like it's so true. Funny. Like because you're like that's how I was last year. Oh my gosh, this year. And oh my gosh, you know, not looking at what the next person is doing will save you a lot of headaches. Eh? 100%. Um, 100%. Like my Straight parents fact. told me that, like at a young age, and I think that's the be- that's the Straight that's fact. the one thing that saved me. I really don't bother myself about how far Benny is is in his career. We're the same age; he's there, and I'm there. I don't do that nonsense. I kind of. <laughs> I really I do. don't. If I'm doing it, it's because you're inspiring me. I'm like you know what, Benny? Uh, what? He's there, I'm like, oh no, I gotta move. I'm like, pull up your swords, girl. Like, you can do it. Benny can do it, I can do it. Not because I'm like, yo, Atata Zellering because of another person. (laughs) That thing kills a lot of people for no reason. And then what does it make you do? It forgets to make you yourself. Right, because you start. Yeah, because now you're Atata Zellering and you forget to be yourself. Be comfortable, be yourself. People will love you for being yourself, okay? Right. Yeah. That's very because true. that's the when you're the most consistent. And one thing that people don't enjoy is inconsistency. So you're dropping bars now. Now you're saying like you have so many bars. That's what I meant. Go with the flow, bro. <laughs> but yeah, like thank you so much for your time. Thank I'm really you. excited to see how far you will take it. Thank that's, you. That's really a shocker to see you on my TV. <laughs> Trust me. I, like, I really study politics, so when I even saw you on that Al Jazeera docu, I, I was fucking shocked. I was like, "That's the person who's gonna be the next yeah. I found it like really, really dope because I did you stumble upon it, or um, is it because you saw it on my pages? No, I stumbled upon it because I do this thing where I go on YouTube. I, I actually don't like Netflix and all those other things, uh-huh. but I find them to be. I'm sorry. I, I find I always feel like don't be sorry. No, I'll explain it. Why. Be honest. I always feel like they're pushing a narrative. Like Netflix can never give us um, uncensored information about something specific. You know what I mean? I always feel like 
it's their job to push a specific propaganda. I always feel like everyone with power to push a narrative will push a narrative. So yeah. well, I mostly... Now I understand why it's such a contested space, yeah? Yeah, like, that's <laughs> why I prefer to watch anything else like on a YouTube because I feel like YouTube is the least... Um, what's this? It's the least... Curated, curated space of information because anyone can post anything. Yes. Um, yes. And with anyone being able to post But there's anyone, also dangers with that, but anyway. Of course, I mean, I don't watch one thing and call it a fact. Like, I want to watch like probably three, four, five documentaries about the same topic. No, I want to watch five documentaries about the same topic. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> tell us the Illuminati. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But, like, so. I was watching one documentary on carte blanche about the same thing that they were doing. Then I watched another one. Then I watched another one. Non, the third one that I, that I watched was Al Jazeera. Oh, so you um, stumbled upon it. Yeah, I stumbled upon it. When I stumbled upon it, I was just like, oh shit, man. It's crazy. Uh, and it was even... I consumed the information even better because it was relatable. Because the person that... It's telling me this information is someone I know on a personal level, you know what I mean? Mm. So and because of that I was just like, damn, I need to know more. And that's when dominoes, dominoes. And that's yeah. and it also taught me about when it comes to any type of information, it's just easier to consume it when it's coming from a relatable source. What did I say to you? Relatability. Yeah. Come on. Branding Come on. and just public good, public <laughs> consumption. Like, yeah, real, you know. Like, so it's just like, yeah. Um, so I do that stuff to also kind of, I like tests, uh -huh. like mental tests. So yeah. I want to see how, like, how I can persuade people. Um, just solely based on politics, because politicians are the best persuaders of the world, you know we what I mean? We have the best in South Africa. Yeah, we do. We've had a government for 27 years and haven't really done anything. So I'm just for them. Who's throwing shade? Yeah! Obviously not the 458, but the majority means you're really good at talking. You know what I mean? Respectfully. I didn't cast anything on that, but I'm not commenting yeah, on that. You can't. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, thank I'm you so doing. much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for watching another episode of Dead Radio with the main man by you dead and now uh, Madam Ziana Mobo. Um but yeah, comment, subscribe, um, like the video if you should, um, and follow the comments for a competition we should be having. Shut up, Black Brick. I might have forgotten to say that. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. If you didn't enjoy this, you're boring and you need to educate yourself. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how long was that for?